You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is broadcasting the boys booming proud into your ears on a Thursday morning with Roy White the third RW3 on Twitter. I am Ari Temkin on Twitter at Ari Sports. Broadcast the boys along the blog along the blogging the boys network. Today we're taking a look at the final three games of the Cowboys schedule. Also talking about what Alden Smith said or what he didn't say. And look who's back. Let's start with Alden Smith, though. Who how would you describe his appearance? I'm 105 through the fan this week, Roy. I'd say it was eventful. Spirited. Uh, I believe he was on the Cowboys hour. Um, at first, for some reason, shortly after that interview, the Cowboys.com folks, typically very quick with their uploading of their videos, for some reason that was taken down. <laughs> that one was not available uh, immediately after the Cowboys hour. Now, I don't the know Alden if that was Smith a glitch Cowboys in the hour. system. Excuse me? The Alden Smith Cowboys Hour. Nowhere to be found. Yeah. Uh, just lost into the ether. Sure, I'm sure it was just a technical glitch. Uh, things happen all the time. Technology is a dangerous beast, especially in 2020. So who knows? Um, maybe, they, maybe they got hacked. Um, so he's, he was on the Cowboys Hour, and he said, quote, we suck right now. I love these guys. We haven't made the plays we need to make, but we will stick along for the ride. Bleep happens. Yeah. Well, it was before that that I read in the quote that made me chuckle to myself. And the part, I believe, was something to the effect of, I'm at a loss for words right now, <laughs> but we suck. I'm at a loss and for words. We suck right now. And I thought, that's not a loss for words at all, Alden. Uh, you actually found the words that I and many Cowboys fans across the country would use specifically to describe the way that the Cowboys defense is played. So I commend you for being able to find those words so quickly. Um, at least one defensive player this season can find some answers in relatively short order. Alden Smith is easily my favorite cowboy in 2020 easily remember when we were talking about the defense and it was complicated and there were so many things going on and Jalen Smith just couldn't wrap his brain around it and blah, 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 blah. And all Smith stopped up and he's like, no, it's not that complicated. It's just football. <laughs> now in fairness, he did have some familiarity with the system beforehand, having played under Mike Nolan and maybe having some, understanding of the scheme 
But Alden Smith seems to be a pretty intelligent cat. Yes. And yeah. uh, and I get the feeling that perhaps maybe his wavelength is a little bit higher than the average defensive player. Even still, though, I'm glad he at least said what he said because I believe that to be true. I don't think the scheme is right. in all likelihood right. overly complicated. It's just they don't have the horses to execute it. He, Alden Smith is willing to be honest in a on a team that lacks honesty for the most part you know you hear a lot of similar interviews and what are, what are they going to say right but you just don't get a lot of well it feels like similar interviews because it's from the same people right the only people you hear outside of now post game audio Jalen smith the only people you hear are Jerry and Steven. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and then whoever might appear on the Cowboys hour once a week and on a, on a whim, on a chance in week 14, we actually hear something honest from one individual player. Well, we've heard multiple strokes of honesty from Alden Smith. The, this is not complicated, just bad players or whatever he said. I, I wish I had the exact quote in front of me, but basically yeah. like, no, that, that, that's a stupid thing. And then, you know, yeah, I'm at a loss for words. We suck right now. Found them. Which, Found the words. <laughs> Usually, I'm at a loss for words is followed by nothing. <laughs> Ergo, loss of words. In this case, the loss of words was followed by foundation words. Well, one thing I think we can at least check on for Alden Smith, and I think it's worth pointing out because you have kept a, a, a good beat on it throughout the season. If I'm not mistaken, because of the Cowboys' sterling defensive effort against the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, yeah, baby. Are they still on track to be the worst defense in the NFL's history? No. No, that was going to take a lot of points. A lot of points. Well, they, they were, were have on to, pace it was like coming 35, into the final four games. It was like 35 points a game they needed to give up in the final four games. Felt real. So they have Felt now possible. given up four. 400 points total. So they're still on, on track to shatter their all-time record, 436 in three games. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they were at 393, and they only gave up seven points to Cincinnati. So 436? 436 is the record. Okay. Are they going to break it? Yeah, they're at 400 now with three games to play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm asking. Are they going to break it? They only gave up seven points. But that that's the Cowboys' record. The all-time record is 533. Sure, they're not getting to that. They'd have to give up 40-plus points right. over the next three games to right. do that against two teams who are dealing with their backup situations from the beginning of the season. Specifically Actually, with the Niners. Teams. Sorry? Three teams. They're playing three backup quarterbacks, it looks like. Well, I think Daniel Jones will probably be available by yeah, the time he, he is, correct? He does have a sprained ankle, which came out today, so we'll see. But there's a chance. So that's, they the can... one, that's the one I'm kind of assuming. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Carson Wentz ain't going to be there. You might be facing a tougher quarterback or at least a tougher puzzle piece to try to defend against in right. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and this team's seen are... running quarterbacks and has not, has not fared well against them. <laughs> Jalen Hurts No, no, and it alive. has a lot to do with the fact that they're giving up a league-high 377 yards uh, – on the ground, like uh, that bad. Sorry, that's not per game, but a league high three hundred and seventy-seven yards. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, 
they are the worst team in the league when it comes to defending the run. So what did Alden Smith say again? <laughs> Alden Smith, again, said everything that we all wanted to say. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad he said it. Early and by the way, you're the right. They're 32nd in league in rush defense. They've given up 2,115 yards on the ground in how many football games have they played? Uh, they've played 13. Or, yeah, 13. Four and, on, four and nine. Yeah, they, they give up 162.69 yards per game on the ground. 2,115 yards in 13 games, 32nd in the National mm. Football League. How do you think that's going to go against the uh, two tight end loving run heavy offense of Kyle Shanahan? <laughs> yes. Before we get there, though, answer my Alden Smith question. You bringing him back next year? Do you think he's worth $10 million at the end of this season? I think when he started out of the gate, I compared him to a DeMarcus Ware when he left the Cowboys and was able to secure himself a three-year, $30 million deal with the Denver Broncos. Yes, I would like to have Alden Smith back next season. Has he priced himself out or come close to potentially pricing himself out of Dallas? I think, obviously, that big return for a touchdown helps elevate his profile significantly. Were it not for that play against the Bengals, I actually think he was flying on the, under the radar well enough over the last couple of games to be able to stay here at a reasonable price. But the more he does make plays and the more, unfortunately, it does work this way, the more he makes headlines in the way that he did this week, it does raise his profile to other teams. And so short answer, yeah, I would like to have it back. If the price tag's $10 million, I don't know if they'll be willing to do it. So this is the Robert Quinn thing, right? Quinn comes in on a cheap deal and balls out and gets ten million bucks a year. I believe. Who, by the way, has looked like garbage yeah. in surprise. Chicago this season. Surprise, surprise. He also was really bad against the run. Um he had double digit sacks though last year, didn't he, Robert Quinn? He did. I don't, you know, I, I'd be very curious to see what Alden Smith's market is. I don't think it'll be ten million. If it is, then yeah, I'm out. But I, I, um, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of reluctance because of his history. He's not. He's obviously, you know, he was an athletic freak when he first came in the league, and he's obviously he's put on some weight. He's not the same player that he was. I, um, but still a serviceable one. I mean, still a player oh, that's more I, than serviceable, showing out on a granted worst defense in the league or one of them. No, I want him back in the Cowboys next year. I want him back. I want to see him with a full year under his belt, full off season. Let's see what this guy can do. I want him back. Not at 10 million, but I don't think that's going to be the price tag. I'd be very, I'm going to be very curious to see what his market is. And I just, I, well, like, I only made the DeMarcus Ware comparison because I, the, you know, early thirties, right. Uh, in not this the same, case, but not the same player, not the same player, but in Alden's case, I think what will work in his favor is the lack of mileage. Yep. Yep. Five years off. Totally. Um, okay. So let's talk Niners. Since you asked, you know, what's the likelihood here of these last three games going? Because the Cowboys are here in one of the craziest positions ever, right? Where you are in position for a top five pick, also in position to win the division, which doesn't really happen a lot. Um, not great position. Yeah, horrible posi position. If you ask anybody in Vegas, I don't think you can find odds better than 200 to one. 
but there's a shot. They got a shot. And the shot is really not as much as, oh, they, they're two games behind Washington with three to play. It's more of um, they got to hope for a three-way tie. They got to hope that, that if they get to a three-way tie with Washington, then their tiebreaker head-to-head with Washington doesn't matter. But be that as it may, I'm with you. I know you mentioned you know that Shanahan offense. Just just ba- from a basic standpoint, I think I trust San Francisco's defense to be able to get enough stops against this offense than I do the Cowboys' defense to get stops consistently on that San Francisco offense. Yep. No, I think that's – I mean, that's very astute. When Andy Dalton is throwing for just 175 yards a game, uh, when you're facing a defense that at least has a pedigree, of course they're missing some of their best players. But you're missing some of your better offensive linemen, so I think a lot of that evens out yep. in the way that plays out. And I agree with you. I do think their defense probably plays a little bit better. Were you surprised at all, as I kind of was, that the Niners were favored by two and a half on the road in this one? I thought the Cowboys might be favored into this game knowing the Niners have lost five of their last six. And the Cowboys were coming off of a win where their defense actually looked serviceable, granted against two very, very mediocre, if not bad, quarterbacks. How many games have the Cowboys lost? Haven't they lost like five or six? Yes, they have. But (laughs) when it comes to the spread, they actually have covered in three of their last five games. Prior to that, they were 0-5. We run at home. I feel like they don't cover at home this year. Perhaps, but they do at least. I'm trying to think of what what Vegas is thinking. I'm trying to think of what Vegas is thinking here. I I guess I am a little surprised, but then again, Vegas looks at the better defense. Like, who's the bet of the four units we're thinking of here? Offense, defense, both teams. San Francisco has the best unit, their defense. And the defense is so, it feels like it's a tier or two above any other unit. Right. Right. Totally. Available to be picked from. Totally. You mentioned. However, looks like um, the trio of injured corners for the Cowboys will be back. At least the the duo of Anthony Brown and Cheeto Ouzie, the two guys that are still not very good, but better than what the Cowboys have. And then Trayvon Diggs, who is good. And you know, we talked about this when he went down with the injury. They're just going to shut him down for the year. I think he's back earlier than expected with the broken foot. But you know, look, I I maintain rookie get him the reps. You know, it's, there's an important, those are important reps to get for this guy. That's still inexperienced the position. So I'm, I'm excited at least for that. I've, I've just, I've seen enough of Anthony Brown, Cheeto Wuzier. I've seen enough. Like I've just, I've seen enough. I know what these guys are. Um, they can come back next year as backup guys and at, at, on cheap deals. Otherwise, bye. See ya. Bye. You have been, you, you have been beating the drum to get Trayvon back as quickly as possible. Look at you. You got him back a whole week early. So I hope you're happy. <laughs> All right, that they're throwing him out there with maybe a hairline fracture or something they're not, you know, aware of <laughs> just because they want to rush him back out to get him a few more snaps. I hope you're happy. I do want to ask you. Very happy, by the way. Would you trade keeping all of those guys sidelined if it meant that the 49ers were not going to activate George Kittle to return to play in this game? What do you mean? Like what I would you sacrifice Diggs, Cheeto? and Brown and Wilson <laughs> to keep 
George Kittle off the field because I think I would. Really? Yeah, I think I might. <laughs> if they have George Kittle, no answer, no chance. And maybe, of course, I'm I'm speaking from the sense that I would still want to try to win the game. Jalen Smith, what do you mean, no answer? Are you kidding? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I want Cowboys fans to think for a second of what a sight might be like if Jalen Smith winds up opposite George Kittle. Okay. The best coverage safeties in the league can't cover George Kittle. The best cornerbacks in the league aren't big enough to stop George Kittle. There's certainly not any linebackers that are fast enough to move with George Kittle. And I got to believe Jalen would look like he would be tied up in knots trying to defend. George Kittle. Is this an elimination week? So if for both the, teams, essentially, yes, the San Francisco 49ers can be eliminated from the playoffs if they lose and the Cardinals win. So they are playing for their playoff lives. Obviously for the Cowboys, you mentioned their very, very, very outside chances. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So the Cowboys at most can have seven, they can, they can finish seven and nine. That would be their best. If they won out, they'd, they'd be seven and nine. Worst case scenario, yes. So, but again, they don't have that head-to-head with Washington, so they would basically need Washington to lose all three games unless the Giants forced a three-way tie. So they, I, I suppose a win from Washington coupled with a loss by the Giants coupled by a loss to the Cowboys would be an elimination for them. I mean, I don't think it's worth considering playing all the scenarios just yet only because <laughs> if the Cowboys lose, none of it matters. All right. Let's You're take care of our right business first. Let's control our destiny. You got a four and right? 10. And then <laughs> we don't need position. to worry about those teams winning games to eliminate us. Now I will say the sooner the Cowboys get eliminated, potentially the better, I guess Andy yeah. Dalton has potentially played his way into a backup role next season. So maybe the best offer he gets is a backup role. This has been one of the greatest subplots of the season, by the way. This has been the broadcasting the boys subplot du jour. No one's followed it better than us. Nobody. No one's broken it down from every angle better than us. Todd Archer who? Please. (laughs) He just gets the news in our wake here on the Andy Dalton saga. And by the way, if you'd have stuck with us, you would have Andy Dalton as your backup quarterback ultimately as opposed to getting all hype about Garrett Gilbert and thinking that was going to be your best option, okay? <laughs> Garrett who? This Please. is why you stick with us. That's right. Um, so you don't think he's playing himself into a starting role in the NFL right now? 
Yeah, I know. I think he's played himself specifically into a backup role. <laughs> I think the way that he has played ha- will You'll have think- convinced teams that he is not worthy even of a starting <laughs> potential. You know, the Bears sit back and like, hmm, Andy Dalton, huh? Well, let's just think of some of the potential quarterbacks that may be on the market this offseason, right? And tell me if Andy Dalton right. rings the bell above any of them, okay? No. Uh, Sam Darnold. Would no. you give him a shot 100% over Andy Dalton? Yes. Yes, I would. 200% uh, actually. It's not okay. possible, but I would do it. Jameis Winston. Sure, why not? Okay. I'm hearing I mean, are, are, rumors. are we eating W's or not, Roy? Sorry? Are we eating W's or not? I love W's, and I'll eat, eat a W at any time. And I love Jameis for his passion. I am a Jameis Winston stand. Okay. I do th- still think he has something. I do believe he still has something. And maybe the Saints will make him that guy next season. Um, if Taysom Hill became available, would you give Taysom Hill a better chance over Andy Dalton? Do I get Sean Payton too? No. Uh, I probably would. Yeah, I still point, would. And by I the way, still would. On top okay. of that, there's six, six first-round draft picks at the quarterback position. Yeah, uh, Mitch Trubisky, if he's free and available, you're no. giving him a shot over Andy Dalton, all right? I'm hearing rumors that Matthew Stafford could be let go by the Lions or they could potentially move on from him. You're certainly giving Matthew Stafford a better look at starting quarterback before Andy Dalton. So I've just named five guys without even trying that will probably all be available, at least four of them, and all of them are going to be given a shot over Andy Dalton. So, yes, I believe Andy Dalton has played himself into a backup role. That's no knock on him. He could live a comfortable life as a backup here uh, where he played his college ball right down the street at TCU and be a very happy man. And I think that would make most Cowboys fans pretty happy too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we've seen the last couple of weeks, especially like this is, this is what you're going to get from Andy Dalton. You know, if, if you need some spot starts from him, you're, 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 you're okay. You're, you're okay. If you need him to start, you know, 10 football games, not okay. You're not, you're not in a position. No, but with a little bit better offensive line, I could see potentially more from him. Right. But again, I mean, you're not, your, your, your cap, your ceiling is capped. You know, you're not, you're not winning a Super Bowl, And that's the whole part of like on the post game show, sort of talking through a win with people where they're like excited about the win. They want the playoffs and anything can happen in the playoffs. And it's like, no, it can't. And I hate to say that like that, but it's pretty obvious that they're capped because, well, I mean, one, because their defense isn't very good. And two, because they just don't have a quarterback that can overcome those things. And that's it. Like there are very few quarterbacks. There are very few quarterbacks. Like maybe it's just Aaron Rodgers, and maybe not even Aaron Rodgers. Like could overcome all of the obstacles facing this Cowboys team here, right? Like you put Aaron Rodgers in this team. I don't think this is a, this is a Super Bowl team, you know, like, so what kind of a chance do you think that this team has with Dalton with all due respect to Andy Dalton? Yeah. Andy Dalton doesn't play a look at defense. And we've just gone over the fact that they're the worst, one of the worst defenses in the league, yeah. uh, the worst defense in the league against the run. Andy does Andy Dalton has nothing to do trying to stop the run. And if That's you can't true. stop the run in the NFL, I'm sorry, like you will oftentimes be atrocious because that means teams are running it down your throat because they're up big on you. 
And that's been the case for the Cowboys so often this season. It's interesting to kind of look at some of these numbers over the course of the season. The Cowboys are still top 10 in passing yards. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But I believe in the games that Andy Dalton has started, he's still like 300 yards shy of Dak Prescott's yardage total. Yeah, a lot of that's Dak. But it's also, you know, the 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 one most consistent quality component to this team has been their pass catchers. It's, I mean, it's been remarkable how good and consistent they've been. So it's almost, it's not surprising that the, that they're top 10 still in yards passing and passing yeah. yards for that reason. I mean, those three guys are quality and I think they may have found something to Dalton Schultz. Uh, you know, he's at least been serviceable in that position. And you'd like to think if Blake Jarwin comes back healthy and they're able to bring him back next season, you'd like to think you, you got a decent set of options there. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, the Cowboys defense is second in um, basically passes attempted against them. Like teams aren't throwing against them and sixth in passing yards against them. Well, why is that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I'd rather, I mean, yes, in today's NFL, right? Throwing the ball is the way to go. It's more efficient. Okay? Right? It maximizes your opportunity to score the most amount of points. But if the opponent you're playing, you know, can only score 15 or 20. And can't stop the run. And can't stop the run, then you can significantly minimize your risk. And as long as you don't do what the yeah. Bengals did and fumble the ball three times, <laughs> right. you know, two right. on consecutive plays, right. you can beat this football team. And you can kind of beat their brains in. So I fully expect the 49ers to do that. Um, like I said, I was a little bit surprised, but the more that I think about it, the more that I believe that the, you know, the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo really isn't there isn't going to matter all that much because no. like you mentioned, the defense is good enough to cause damage and to, to wreak havoc. And I'm sure they will do enough of that, that it puts the Niners in an advantageous position uh, by game's end. Um, okay, so I think the common discussion point throughout the Cowboys nation is is Mike Nolan. You know, Mike Nolan going up against his former team. Alden Smith also going up against his former team, Both, but this game obviously not in Santa Clara. So, you know, that, it'd be interesting. But uh, Nolan, of course, coached the San Francisco 49ers, and Alden Smith was a beast with the 49ers. Um, what's your feeling on Mike Nolan today? My feeling is my feeling is that the fan base wants to make him the scapegoat. My feeling is like I have felt about the rest of the coaching staff. I would still think it's more advantageous to keep him and give his scheme an opportunity to work as opposed to bringing in someone new, potentially having the same issues in regards to training camp and preparation. Let's be honest. We all don't know how that's going to play out in regards to OTAs and May and June. We don't know what the situation is going to be. Right. right. So some continuity there could help, especially when, you feel like you're going to have a significant amount of turnover in the personnel department. Having said all that, 
If he gives up 30 a game over the last three games, he's probably getting canned, man. I do think his fate is somewhat in the hands of the way that the defense performs over the last three games. And it may be specifically tied to the way they perform in that run game, right? Because run defense can be perceived specifically as effort. Yeah. If they get trashed in the run game over the last three games, the fan base, the pundits, they are all going to call out players and say, look at the quit that took place in the run game when so-and-so wasn't willing to make a tackle or when Leighton Vander Esch got lost in the wash at the line or when Jalen literally turns the opposite direction of where the runner is going. Like those mistakes are going to be glaring and they're more so glaring. I know bad mistakes can happen in the past game too. <laughs> Let's be honest. We've seen it happen with the Cowboys this season, but if you get trashed in the run game, that will seal Mike Nolan's fate, in my opinion. If they can, like, maintain an average of, like, 20 points against over the last three games, maybe lose two or three, but still look respectable, I think he's still around. And either way, I would still keep him. Is that crazy? Are you done with Mike Nolan? I, I wouldn't. So, I think he's gone. I don't think there's anything you can do to save his job. I Nothing. No, I, I don't – I mean, like, we're going to see a drastic improvement from his defense that's been like this for 13 games. But I, no, I, 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 I get what you're saying, and I've, I, don't, I don't disagree with it. I guess the question is, if you're firing Nolan, are you going back to the 4-3? Are you going to shift well, fully to a 3-4? We got to forget about this 4-3-3-4 thing anyway, Okay. They played 95% of their snaps against the Bengals in nickel defense. Right. That's true. Right? That's a good point. And for those that aren't familiar, that means five defensive backs, right? Nickel. So that's kind of what they're right, playing. So you five defensive back, you can't have seven other players. Is what you're yeah. saying? Is that what you're saying? Bingo. <laughs> they don't like Bingo. you have seven and five. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not playing – Four, three, a three, four, four, or a four, three more often than not. And that's not really the way that today's game is going. Right. That's why you're seeing somewhat of a zag for some teams like the Baltimore Ravens, like the 49ers who use a lot of two tight end sets and have a massive amount of success with it. So, I mean, that'll be interesting to see. Obviously they're probably not going to line up that way against the 49ers, but Again, like I don't think we should – I think too much is made of the, about that too often. And I understand it Yeah. because I think it's like kind of conceptually right. one of the easier things to understand. But for the Cowboys, it's really just about – I mean, they got four down linemen. It's just a question of where they're going to be lined up. Right. And, and the other thing I'll say about this, and that's a good point, um, is – you know, and, and I've said this throughout, like a lot of this falls on McCarthy too. McCarthy obviously hired these guys, but then he decided with the coordinators, like, okay, on offense, we're not going to do much. We're, we're going to do a lot of what we did last year. And we're going to keep seeing things the same because there's continuity there and weird off season. And, and it's just crazy to me that he didn't also decide to do that on defense, especially based on the personnel. Like he just he either misevaluated the talent that they had on defense and thought, oh, these guys can handle this, 
but like he just should have stuck status quo all around and hoped for the best. And maybe they did end up doing some of that, but I just think it was crazy for me to sit here and watch this defense last year, lose Byron Jones, not really improve that much and think, Oh yeah, this team can handle, you know, can, can, can handle more. No, I, I would have never thought that. And, and I, I, I don't, I'm not ready to say like Mike McCarthy being in the hot seat next year. Cause you just can't hire and fire coaches every two years. You just can't, you're not gonna be successful that way. You can't. Well, and yeah, you, think- you can, and teams do because yeah. they overreact. I mean, the Browns do. And uh, yeah, and it's unfortunate because Jerry's not really in a position to like push back on the fan base and get any credit for it. Right. When he no, pushes back point. on the fan base, the fan base takes their rotten fruit and they throw it in his face. Right. And they boo him and they say, this is what you've done for 25 seasons. Shame. So anything, yeah. Shame. Bingo. Shame. It's a shame walk. Now he's got to be able to stomach that. And hopefully not. Sometimes naked. he does have the stomach for it, but other times he winds up understanding that like he's lost any leg to stand on. Will he feel that way with this coaching staff? That's where I argue he, he may have already gotten to that point with Mike Nolan. I hope that's not the case. Yeah. I hope that's not the case, and I know their defense has been bad, but I argue it's because of the personnel, and I'll argue again and again it's because of the personnel. Yeah. Okay? No, I, I agree Personnel last year wasn't good. The coaching staff was different. They were bad too, okay? And they lost, you know, their best corner. They were yeah. bad defense last year and lost their best corner. And they lost their best player defensively. Yeah. So, I don't know. I And I, I read a report that potentially Mike Nolan might not be – fired from the team he just might be removed from being as hands-on with the defense and still having a role with this thing okay that's fine they're gonna, um, they're gonna give him the monty kiffin treatment is that what they're gonna do yeah monty yeah. just go sit upstairs and just look like you're busy bingo grab that headset over there <laughs> just look busy just go upstairs yeah. and don't say anything and look busy yeah turn it all the way down though like we don't <laughs> want to hear you just put it on just but in fact it's not even plugged in it's not, it's not even a real, it's just a kid's toy that my kid was using. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand it. If he's gone, I just don't always think that that's the best no, I, way to do it. Right. It's not his fault. This defense sucks to, to, to steal a turn from Alden Smith. It's not, it's not, it's, it's the defense's fault for sucking. Alden I Smith agree. Again. I agree. It's, it's the players. Totally. Coaches get way too much credit and way too much of the blame. You know, I definitely agree with that. Uh, I don't know that there's anything that they could have done to save this defense, especially given two things, the injuries, one and the turnovers. You know, we cannot understate the role that turnovers played in the 400 points. This Cowboys team has given up. It's not all in the defense. We've talked about that. All right. Cowboys and Niners is this bloodletting of a season meanders to a close here. Uh, Make sure to follow along. Primetime matchup, man. Huh? One of those primetime matchup, two premier teams, you know, the blue bloods of the NFL. This is one of those games that you got to put under the lights. You got to make sure the entire world can see it because <laughs> when these two link up, it's just like it never fails to deliver, right? It's so true. I can't wait to see this game when they put it under the lights. That'll be fun. Yeah, at noon uh, from what? AT&T Stadium. <laughs> under the lights oh, of the another, sun. 
<laughs> Another flex job, huh? Are we going to have the curtains uh, closed at least for that noon game? Uh, I guess they don't noon, really crop up until the late afternoon yeah, anyway, right? It's those three, it's those three, three o'clock games you got to get the curtains out for. Good, 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 good. Uh, extra follow along uh, on if, if Roy had been reading Blog of the Boys. Of course, he would have known the game was flexed. Even I did know that. Facetious. It was a joke. It was a joke, so don't hit me up on Twitter. At RW3. Acting like I don't know what I'm talking about. Of course, I knew the game was flexed. Jerry complained about Jerry justified it again. Yeah. Jerry justified it. How is he gonna justify it, man? Well, did you I know that's a week old story? Did you hear? I mean, yeah, his comments were like Well, I mean, it's good for the league. The league wants the better teams in prime time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I get I'm still getting money. You guys are exactly not getting anybody. I'm still getting it's great to give everybody a shot. You know, we like to let these (laughs) we like to let these smaller teams get in national spotlights you know they don't get enough credit not like us you know we're in forbes we get enough love do you think he believes that or do you think he he, you think he like he genuinely believes that no (laughs) no no he doesn't believe that no 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 he's a tall 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 tells tall tells and he used to get away with it you know he used to but not anymore. People are smarter. All right. Uh, Roy White on Twitter at RW3. I am uh, Ari Temkin on Twitter at Ari Sports, A-R-I Sports. And, of course, make sure to follow along all the great work done here at the Blogging the Boys Network. But for now, Roy, what do you got? Hey, folks. Get your Christmas shopping in. Uh, next time we talk to you, we'll be wishing you a Merry Christmas. But for now, happy Chanukah. <laughs>